Well, the champions must be out today. Praise the Lord. You know, I was driving around a little bit this morning from the hotel and all the churches are closed, but here we are. Praise God. Amen. Are you glad to be here? It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Now you need to tell your face that you're glad to be here. Amen. Well, I was so thrilled to hear what God's been telling Pastor Kent, and I'm so thankful that he's, God has, you know, moved on him to allow, to ask me to come back for this winter revival. Uh, I've got some powerful revelations that uh, the Lord has been showing me that, uh, and you know, the thing about a revelation is it's already been there. It's like if this thing was covered with a sheet, right? And then you just pull that sheet off and then it reveals what's there. Well, it was already there before the sheet was pulled off. Or you understand what I'm talking about? It was already done. So whatever God's going to do in your life's already been done. Isn't that cool? But then revelation comes. And that's what we're going to get today. And he was talking about more. And that's what the Lord was wanting me to share about today is what, how the goodness of God and what, what does that mean and really, really, when we find the revelation of the goodness of God and how good he is, it's all about more. And so, but we have a part to play in it, and we're going to get into that. And God is good. How many believe God is good? And his mercy endureth forever. Amen? And he is good. He's the champion. We're the champion church. I believe that every born-again believer, when you get born again... You should do two things. One is find out who you are. Find out who you are. Don't, don't get in there and try to build without a foundation. You know, you wouldn't do that with a house. And people are trying to build uh, biblical pr- principles and things without the solid foundation. And the fi- foundation of what you should find out first is, who are you? Who, who are you now that you're a Christian, who are you in Christ? Right? The Bible talks about who you are in Christ, in him. The Bible talks about in whom? In him, in Christ, and find out who you are in him. And find out what you have. Right? So, Christians need to know three things. Because if you don't know who you are, what you have, you can be easily deceived. And there's a lot of Christians being easily deceived. And, and they know that God is good, but year after year, they don't see this goodness. Well, if God is good, then why isn't all the Christians living a good life? But he's going to pull a revelation off of this today. You're going to see something that maybe you've never seen before. And it's going to, I believe, open your eyes. And open your spiritual ears. And you'll be able to receive more of the goodness of God. Is anybody interested in hearing what what he has for you today? The things you need, every Christian must know are these things. First of all, you got to know you're saved. Now, a lot of Christians don't uh, struggle with this. A lot of church members and Christians don't struggle with this. They know they're saved and they don't struggle with it. The second thing is they got to know that they're healed. Not going to get healed, already are healed. All right? The Bible says, by his stripes, you were healed. Right? It's not something that's going to happen. And the third thing is that you're provided for. He is a provider. He's El Shaddai. 
So if you think about this, there's a lot of Christians that wouldn't denounce. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't. You can put a gun to my head and I am not going to denounce my salvation. I'm not going to go to hell because I'm afraid to die. Are you kidding me? And, and give up eternal life? Now, I don't know if there's anybody that would join me on that, but I am not giving up my salvation for nothing. You can put a gun to my I'm not going to do it. But just as much as he's my savior, he's my healer. Are y'all getting this or not? Just as much. But man, when a, when a report comes or this comes or a feeling comes or something comes like that, man, we'll just be quick to, to just give that up and, and, and worry and fear comes in. Well, just as much as he's my savior and my healer, he's my provider. Provides for me. And it's all in here. Now, the Bible says what? My people perish for what? A lack of knowledge. That is why they're perishing. God's intention and desires, he's a covenant God. And if you know anything about covenant, we do tours in Israel all the time. Man, they know covenant. The Hebrew people know covenant. The Jewish people know covenant. We don't know covenant. Covenant is everything I have is yours and yours is mine. I mean, it is a joint. There is, there's no worry when you're in covenant. And I want to address some things that people don't understand how good God is. And then we're going to get to the goodness of God because there's, there's something I want to reveal. But first of all, let's talk about sickness and poverty. Why would God's people be in sickness and poverty? Now, I'm not just trying to talk a prosperity message or anything. I'm not even talking about that. That's not even what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about why would, if God is good, why would that even be prevalent? Because there's more. Now, sickness and poverty are not a sin, but they are a curse. And God said about curses when he made man, what did he say about curses? He said, choose life, not death. Choose blessings, not cursing. So when he made man, that's the two things he told man. You ought to read the Bible. It's a good book. It'll really bless you. There's some really good stuff in there. And when he created man, he said, choose. He never imposed on any man's will to get saved. He never did that and never will do that. And so he said, choose life. And when you got born again, you chose eternal life. Good choice. Don't tell me you, you're not a good chooser. You're a good chooser. That was a great choice. That was a champion choice. And then he said, now don't stop there. Choose blessings. Isn't that interesting? So wherever you're at in your life, right now, right where you sit, however things are going are choices that you have made. Are y'all getting this or not? I mean, it's, it's getting quieter and quieter, but... Are, you are where you're at because of a result of choices you made throughout your... Listen, I preached in Wall Street. I preached at Hillsong when y'all were talking about Hillsong. Uh, I preached at Wall Street to the top businessmen, top Forbes 500 businessmen in the world. So I'm at the 52nd story of this in Wall Street. And they bring in to me... Now, these are very financial, prosperous people, Christians. 
who know about the blessings of God. I'm not talking about money's everything. No, they just know about the blessings of God. And they are the biggest givers you've ever... I mean, you talk about finance. They don't have to do bake sales. There are no... they, They pay first class for their missionaries to go over to wherever they're going. And if they need a building, they write the check. Are y'all getting me? Okay. So they bring in to me a newspaper and said, read this new article. You want to talk about choices. And it was an article about two brothers. Some of y'all have heard me say this before. And one of the brothers was living in a cardboard box out on the street. Everybody knew where he was. Alcoholic dying. And the other brother, his brother, was a multimillionaire CEO of a company, his brother. So they asked the, the two brothers, none of them, they didn't hear each other's answer. The, the reporter interviewed him and said, why are you where you're at to the brother who was living on the street? And he said, well, I'll tell you why I'm here because of my no good father who abused my mother and me and my brother. And he did this and abused us and blah, blah, blah. And then they interviewed the CEO, multimillionaire brother. And they said, why are you where you're at? They said, your office is a million dollars alone. He said, I'll tell you why I'm here, the the reason why I'm here. Because of my no good father who abused me and my brother and my mother. It was exactly word for word what his other brother said. And both ended up in two different extreme places because of what? Two different choices. They were both handed a bad hand growing up. Terrible thing to be abused. Terrible excuses. And, and, but both of them determined to make choices off of that and ended up totally different. Are y'all getting this or not? So how many know that choices are a major impact in your life? And God said to man what? Choose. Everybody say choose. That's what he said. Read the Bible. And he said choose. Now. I'm, I'm telling you, we're, I'm ready to choose whatever God has for me, and that's the blessings. Are you all ready for that? Now, one thing I've discovered over my life and through other people's lives is that when a person is in financial trouble, let's just talk about that for just a little bit, and, and they're asking God why, it's, it's, the answer is not, listen, the answer because of your financial trouble is not more money. More money is not the answer. Money will only be a temporary solution to a long-term need. The answer is renewing your mind and getting more knowledge of what God's plan is. One old wise saying was this. When you keep doing what you've always done, does anybody know the, the rest of it? Then you will continue to have what you always had. And nothing changes year after year. But does anybody dare to believe that God has more? And I'm not just talking about money here. This is not a prosperity message. It is prosperity. Prosperity is not just money. But the thing that we've got to understand is covenant. Abram did not understand covenant. Abraham did. Are you all with me on that? I'm talking about the same person. But Abram was not yet in covenant. His name changes to Abraham when he gets in covenant with God. Is that true or false? Okay. 
So Abram was like, God, how can I be the father of many nations? I'm not even the father of one. More, listen to me, more to Abram is not there. His mind, his thinking, his capacity to receive is not there. There's a lot of Christians in Abram's boat, and he is not there. Pastor gets up and says, more. Some people, well, it sounds good. Abram said it would have said the same thing. Now, Abraham, on the other, we're talking about the same guy. But when he got into a covenant, when he was covenant-minded, all of a sudden, it didn't matter. Whatever God said, sacrifice your son? Absolutely. I'll do whatever it takes. Let's go. Because there will be more. God has more for me. So, let's look at David. David did not go up to Goliath to fight. David went up to serve. His whole intention was not to find a fight or do anything like that. He was just wanting to serve, a servant's heart to do more. And God sees him, and here's all of Israel, and they're all hiding because of this. And he's like, this uncircumcised Philistine, what does that mean? He don't even have a covenant. So he's covenant-minded. So you're telling me I get to fight this giant. God's going to help me. What's the winner get? The king's daughter? Is she hot? I don't know if he said that, but we'll find out. You know, David, who knows? The taxes off, all of these things. But he was covenant-minded. They all knew covenant, but they had forgotten it. And I believe that the church has forgotten covenant, and therefore they've forgotten the goodness of God. He's a good God. There is nothing bad about God. There's not one thing bad he's ever done. Well, he created Satan. No, he didn't. He created Lucifer, who was an anointed cherub, and Lucifer chose. Everybody say chose. See, even the angels could choose. He chose to become Satan. What have you chose? Because God is good. And his mercy endureth forever. He is a good God. He does not take, he gives. There are people that says, well, he needed another angel. He needed another something for heaven. No, Jesus is the one that says that the the, uh, adversary comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if anything's been stolen, if anything's been killed, if anything's been destroyed, that wasn't God. He's a giver. He's good. So, let, rem- let me remind you of some things really quick. How many are in covenant with God? Raise your hand. That means you're born again. And if you don't know you're in covenant with God, that's probably one of the first things you need to know. I'm in covenant with him. Whatever he has is mine and mine is his. And he wrote two, He wrote a book, The Covenant, The New Covenant and The Old Covenant testament and let me remind you that god brought his covenant people out of egypt with silver and gold and there was not a feeble one among them now a lot of us older gray-haired or or from a certain age up remember that movie ten commandments and remember when they were coming out of egypt and they were on the crutches and they were on the stretch that is such that is so, so wrong according to biblical principles. Listen, it says, 
They, they let God brought his covenant people out of Egypt with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble one, um, not one sick among them. So when you watch that, don't watch that. I mean, it's a good movie, but that's not right. That's not how God rolls. When they came out of there, they came out of there rich, and they came out of there healthy. Why? Because he's good. Everybody say God is good. We have even a better covenant with the same God and his desires for his covenant people have not changed. But where is the goodness? Where is it if they haven't changed? So we still have the blessings of Abraham. We're going to find this out. He's going to reveal it to us today. Are you excited about that? Man, there's more. Everybody say there's more. Exodus 12 says, The Lord gave his covenant people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that the Egyptians gave God's people whatever they asked for. This is in the Bible. Let me remind you of Deuteronomy 8.18. For it is God that giveth, everybody say giveth, the power to receive wealth. He's the giver of that. Isaiah 48.17, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. I'll teach you. Psalm 35, 27 says, God has pleasure in the prosperity of his. Now, it doesn't say people. It's interesting that a lot of people, when you stop right there and say, hey, finish that for me. And it says, God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. His servants. Now, remember what David went up to go to, to that fight with Goliath? Serving. Remember what God told uh, Joshua when he was taken over in Joshua 1? Moses, my servant, has died. Man, when he said my servant, he was giving him the, the most accolade, greatest, and my servant. A servant's heart. That's a good thing to God. He goes, he takes pleasure in the prosperity of a servant. The Bible says our God supplies all our needs according to his riches. All the silver or gold belong to God and it's his to give. And we are in covenant with this same God. And God has not forgotten his covenant for he is good. Now, here is what God wanted me. Here's the more that he's talking about. I'm not just talking about fun. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about everything that is God's and all the gifts that he has all for his people and it's not just for you, just so that you can have it. It's for other people, amen, so that we can reach and they can see the goodness of God on his people. Now, everybody say God is good. Now, to some people, they're going to say, especially younger people, oh, man, that's, you're, you're, you're dissing God. He's, he's way better than good, Chip. He's awesome, He's super awesome. But here's, here's what you got to know about good. Now, my mom is a Hebrew scholar. She's Dr. Billy Brim. She is right now with the president, as a matter of fact. She's called upon the president to, for spiritual advice. I have a friend who's named Rick Renner. Has anybody heard of Rick Renner? He's a Greek scholar. 
All these information are coming from these scholars. So don't just look at me like I know all that stuff, because I don't. But here is what good and the word goodness mean. Let's start with Greek. When we say that God is good. It is not just an act of goodness or kindness. But this word means that it is a giver of goodness and kindness. Whenever you associate goodness in the Greek with with anything, you should think in your mind, giver. This person is good, they're a giver. Are you all with me? A good person is a giver. Everybody say, a good person is a giver. Now, this is the Greek. God so loved the world that he what? That he gave. Why did he gave? He's good. That's what good does, gives. This is why Paul told Timothy, God did not give. Everybody say give. You the spirit of fear. Are y'all seeing this now? He is a giver. He's not a taker. He's a giver. And he didn't give you fear. Why in the world would you take it? He didn't give that to you. But I will tell you what he did give you, he tells Timothy. He gave you power. He may have done that. We don't know. He gave you love. And he gave you sound mind. Y'all, have you ever read that in the Bible? And it's all talking about giving. He's a giver. Whenever you associate goodness, always translate and meditate goodness. Or giver. Anytime, I'm sorry. Whenever you see goodness, I want you to translate and meditate giver. Amen. Are y'all getting this? He is a giver. For it is God, think about Deuteronomy 8, 18, that giveth thee the power to receive wealth. All silver and gold are God's, and it is his to give. I'm translating that. Or I'm just reading the Bible here, scriptures. Now, let's go over to the Hebrew. David Barron. How many have ever heard of David Barron? My goodness, your library should be stocked with David Barron books. David Barron, at the turn of the century, was training to be, B-A-R-O-N, was tra- Google him sometime. You will see pages. Read about him. Study about him. He was training to be the top rabbi of, uh, 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 ever. And he had so much knowledge. And through his training, he finds Jesus and and becomes a Christian and becomes born again. And he sees the light of this thing. So he has all this knowledge from the Hebrew side, right? And the Jew, and then all this new knowledge. And so he's he these, this revelation and, and insight comes to him and knowledge, and he begins to write books. And I mean his books are absolutely just life-changing. Everywhere I go and a lot of the places I go, their libraries are stacked with David Barron. Man, David Barron. What did he say about him? Listen to what David Barron said about the goodness of God. Ah, this is so exciting. Here it goes, guys. Now, some of you are thinking, 
when's he going to quit? There's ice out there. I'm hungry. There's a game on, the Olympics. What? What? We're getting ready to uncover something about how you can step in more to the goodness of God. Now, here's what he said. Goodness is very frequently attributed to God in the Old Testament. For example, Psalm 31, 19. Can you all put that one up there? Oh, how great is thy what? What is it? It's great. And remember, goodness always is associated with giving. Now, I know this is Hebrew, but just stay with me. How great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up. Everybody say laid up. For them that fear thee. Now, this is interesting. Laid up. If I have laid up something for my children... Christmas is coming, months away. You put something on, lay away, you lay up. Are you with me? Okay, you, you buy gifts for somebody, your children, and you put them in the attic and you lay them. Are you going to give it to them? Absolutely. So, how great is thy giving the goodness of God, which is laid up. So that means he's To give it to you. Well, how come we're not getting it? I've been a Christian for 20 years. That's a long layaway plan. Let's go. I'm ready for this goodness. I'm ready for this more. So, Barron continues to say this. Goodness, everybody listen. If you hadn't listened yet, if you just woke up, you woke up at the perfect time. Goodness is that attribute of God where he loves to communicate to all, say that's me, say that's me, to all who can or will receive it. Now listen to what he's saying here. In other words, some some can't and they're not. Why? It's a choice. Now watch this. God is good. He's all good. Him himself is good. He's the fullness of good. He's the creator of all good. Not in one way, not in one kind of goodness only, but absolutely without beginning, without limit, and without measure, he is good. No limits and no measure. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. You cannot count the stars. Scientists can't do it. You can't count the fish, the flowers, anything he creates. He is good. He is the God of good. He's the God of abundance. Whoa! Well, where's my goodness? Come on now. It's a good question. And he says, now let's go back a little bit earlier, who can or will receive it? Now watch this. Oh, this is so good. This good, this is still David Barron. And his goodness bestows on all and each according to the capacity of each to receive it. Did y'all get that? According to the capacity of each to receive it. Nor is there any limit to his giving for God is the giver of good. 
So in other words, from what we just heard, the only limit to God's goodness in Chip Brim's life is Chip Brim's capacity to receive it. Y'all agree with this or not? I need your heads to do something. Let's, let's try this again. I'm a coach. Are you kidding me? I am not going out on the field with this guy. And I'm giving the game plan of what we're going to do. Give me something. Just a head nod. That won't hurt. I got you. I don't really understand it. I, I even appreciate that. Okay. All right. The only limit to God's goodness in my life is my capacity to receive it. How good? Because if that's not the case, people, please explain to me, then why isn't all of God's covenant people having this goodness? They all should be having it. If that's just part of God and he's a giver of goodness and everything, then how come everybody doesn't have it? It's a choice. Finally, somebody spoke up very quietly, but I heard it. It's a choice. It's your capacity to receive it. All right, let's go to the scriptures. You ready? They, the disciples had a hard time. They couldn't catch any fish. Jesus comes up and he says what? Hey, why don't you throw your nets on the other side? Now watch this. So they throw their net on the other side. And we preach this every which way but loose. And he said nets and he only had a net. And he pulls in the nets. There's so much fish. Why? Because God is good. Right? Are y'all with me? There's so much fish that it what? Broke the net. Well, if God's so good, wouldn't he have known how many fish it would have taken even before that last fish went in there? So uh, he'd have stopped that fish. Now, I don't want to break their nets. That wouldn't be good. I, wouldn't, I don't want to break their net. No, no, no. God is the giver. There's no limit to his goodness. And listen to this. Here's what he said about that to me. He said, it wasn't my fault their net was so small. Do you remember David talking about my cup runneth over? I promise you David's cup was not small. But it's our capacity to receive it. How big, how big is our net? Lord, help us increase our capacity to receive your good. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your grace, your mercy, your joy, your peace, your strength, your anointing. We want revival with little bitty nets. We want revival with little bitty teacups. God, help us increase our capacity. Are y'all with me or not? So he revealed something to show to me how to increase your capacity. Now, everything that you have heard, let's meditate on this. God is a giver of all things. Well, look at James 1.17. Let's look at this. Click. 
not from him. Sickness, not from him. Poverty, not from him. Lack, not from him. Those are curses. And I told you to choose. Now increase your capacity to receive. Build your nets bigger. Increase your cups larger. And receive all the goodness I have for you. Amen. So we're not going to get James at all? Oh. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from where? Everybody say above. Point to where above is. All right, y'all are pretty good. All right, so there's no limits, David Barron said. Remember when he took Abram out of the tent? Here's Abram, he's not covenant-minded, and I'm going to make you five minutes. He said, look up at the stars and count. Don't you know that was a starry night? And he can't count them. You can't count the, the sand and the, in, in the oceans. on the. You can't. No, God is good. Somebody say God is good. And there's no limit to him. Now watch this. We only think of certain things like that and other things. But, but watch this that are gifts. Ephesians 2.8. Can you give me that one? Look at this, guys. For by grace are you saved. Anybody saved in here? Born again? Covenant with God? Good choice? Going to heaven? And thank God for his grace. Amen? For by grace are you saved through what? Through faith, that, that, and that not of yourselves, for it. We never preach on this. Are you kidding me? Salvation was a gift. Grace is a gift. Faith is a gift. All these are gifts from God. Everything from God is a gift. That's who he is. It's like the Geico. That's what he does. He's a giver of good. And he gave us the ability to choose. He, we should be thankful for that. He gave us his son so that we don't have to go and burn for eternity. We can go and live eternal life in heaven with him. Thank you for that gift. Are y'all with me? He gave us grace. So when we mess up, thank you, God, for your... Are y'all getting this or not? But not only that, he gave us faith to receive his gifts. God showed it to me. Are you ready for it? Evidently not. Let's start from the beginning. Boy, if this was practice, I would start from the beginning. We're going to do it again. And we're going to do it again. But, uh, no wonder Jethro said this, Exodus 18, 9. Look at this. And Jethro rejoiced for all the, what? Which the Lord hath done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. He's so good. How about David when he wrote Psalm 23, 1 through 6? Let's read this one. Now you've got to reread this differently. Have you ever seen this? Is this familiar with anybody? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall what? Do you know what that means? Look it up. Study to show yourself approved. I will not lack in anything. Please study it out. 
David knew this. I will not lack in anything. Why? Because he's my shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he's with me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He's prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He's anointed my head with oil. And my what? Does what? You can go to anybody in the world that's not saved and say, what does your cup runneth over mean? And they will say, prosperity. Good. You know what I'm talking about? Blessings. I mean, your cup, everything you need and have is running over. And when something runs over, it runs over onto others. Are you with me? It's not just for you and your cup. So the motive is everything. And God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Are you with me? The ones who serve. Now, so my cup runneth over. Look what he says next, people. Surely, what? What kind of goodness did we learn from David Barron? Unlimited, without measure, everything included, the giver, goodness, and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can goodness surely follow you all the days of your life? Do you believe it? But it's according to your capacity to receive. Now, here's a revelation on that. All of that said for this, where is my goodness? I am a child of God. I'm in covenant and I have not been seeing it. Now we just learned about choices and capacity to receive, right? Watch this. Has anybody in Oakton or uh, the Lamar, Missouri area, ever heard or seen what they call an iPhone? <laughs> Has it got out here yet? How are you enjoying this electricity? Y'all enjoying that? I'm playing. Just stay with me. Has anybody got an iPhone? Okay, there's one. Hold it up. Kind of wave it around. Y'all seen it? Anybody? Okay, iPhone. You can do all kinds of things with this iPhone, right? iPhone comes up with this thing later on called the iCloud. Y'all heard about that? Now raise your hand if you heard of the iCloud. Okay. So at first, this is, whoa. You, you're talking to a bunch of people who have filing cabinets and paper. Come on now. And you want me to put all my documents and data and stuff in an invisible cloud. And you want me to store it that I can't see. Are y'all getting this? Oh, I remember talking to the dude about, hey, just put everything in your cloud. What cloud? <laughs> you know, I just hit that button and it all goes. <laughs> but then you get a little bit more familiar with it. 
hey, it works. It's there. And I can do my iPad stuff and my computer stuff and this stuff and my phone stuff. And it's all in the cloud. And I can just get it and it stayed the whole time. And the more familiar I get with it, the more comfortable. Are y'all getting this or not? At first I wasn't. And God reveals to me, oh, the G cloud. That's always been there. Now, watch how this has already been there way before Apple. In this G cloud, God, G cloud, right? Now, all gifts, everybody say gifts. What letter does gifts start with? What letter does God start with? In this gift, he is the father of all gifts, and they come from where? Above. So this G cloud of God and his gifts, along with grace, what does grace start with? Come on now. And goodness, all of these things are as far in a cloud as far as you can see, because remember, David Barron said, his goodness is limited. It's limitless. It's, it's, it, 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 there's no end. Yeah, but I ain't been saying it. Okay. I'm here for you. And it's all God's grace, his goodness, his gifts are from above, from the giver of all gifts and goodness. Now, how do we access on what he has? Does he want us to act? Yes. He's a giver. So he gives us salvation. He gives us grace. He gives us these things. And he gives us an access to do it by. You want to know how it is? Faith. Faith. Now, does everybody see the cloud? This cloud is available to you if you're born again. It's over you right now. Now, how many years you want to choose to go without him? That's your choice. But they're for you and his covenant people. They are. Now, he gives us this gift of faith, which is like a pipe. So when you get born again, are y'all seeing this or not? So here's this cloud and a pipe. Like at the bank, you know, the ones where you... Are y'all getting this? So here's this pipe. And it's according to your capacity or how big your pipe is. And how does faith come? By hearing. Increase your faith by hearing the word of God. Amen. And what did Jesus always say to them? It's according to your faith. It's according to your pipe. That woman with the issue of blood, she enlarged her pipe. I'm going to touch him and I'm going to get healed. Remember the the blind, uh, or not the blind, it was uh, the uh, leper, the ten lepers. And nine of them, ten of them got healed. One came back glorifying Jesus at his feet. And Jesus said, according to your faith, your pipe, your net. You're getting whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. Nine got healed that day. One was made whole. Why? Because he increased 
his capacity to receive. How? By increasing your pipe, your faith. And the more you get in the word, the more you increase your pipe. The more you speak the laws that God has given us, you increase your pipe. Man, I don't want no coffee straw for a pipe. Are y'all, you understand what I'm talking about? There, are you kidding me? And go from one year to the next, same old, same old, worse and worse. What kind of God is that? He's not that kind of God. He's a good God. He's a good God. A giver. He so loved the world. He gave his son. And Jesus gave his life. Amen. And he tells Timothy, Paul does, he didn't give you fear. Have y'all not read that scripture? He didn't give that. He is the giver, but not of that. He gave you power. Power to receive well. Power to send your missionaries first class. Power to buy whatever building the church needs. Power to prosper the church. Power to, come on now. Boy, and we think, oh, money and all that. Nah, the devil's screwed that all up. Screwed your mind up. Don't listen to that just because there are some people on TV that's doing it for the wrong motives. God knows your heart. If he can get that through you, he'll get it to you. Amen. But here we have this pipe. You know what you ought to be doing right now? You should be, thank God for this pipe. Seriously. God, you gave us access to your grace. God, I can just see myself hugging this pipe. Oh, he just didn't create me in no pipe. You're on your own. Try to figure it out on your own, Sunday to Sunday. He gave me faith. He gave me access. Amen? Amen. He gave me a choice. And I chose life. Amen? Amen. And he gave me this revelation of the G cloud. Aren't y'all excited about that? Revelation. It's for you right now. All you have to do is choose. Choose to increase your capacity. How? By getting in the word. God said to me, and I'm, I'm ending it right here. That's why I gave you, gave. That's why I gave you laws for your advantage. Spiritual laws. And some of these laws, we're talking about laws that, like, let's just take a natural law. A natural law to God, it was gravity, Right? Do you think gravity cares whether you're a Christian or not? And God created gravity. And gravity works whether you're a Christian or not, and it could care less. Well, there are spiritual laws that could care less if it's a Christian or a non-Christian. And there are non-Christians that are tapping into some of the goodness of God and don't even know it. If we So sometimes I'm in New York, I'm in Sydney, Australia, I'm in... LA or wherever, and we talk about the tallest buildings. 
and I take the two. So I'm in here at Oakton. So what's the tallest? The Johnson's barn or what? Water tower? The church steeple? We need something a little bit taller. Let's say water tower in somewhere. If we took, and we're going to do, all right, now, uh, take the, the Christian and non-Christian up there. All right, now, I got a, I got one of those megaphones. All right, push the non-Christian off, test A. Wait, no, I just, ah, gravity worked. Okay, now, Christian, push him. Now, barring a miracle, he's going and gravity's working. Are you with me? And gravity don't care. Now, there are laws that you were born, when you got born again, they were for you. But then there are other spiritual laws that it doesn't matter if you're born again Christian or not, they'll work. And some of them are this, give and it shall be given unto you. And I have, I have spoken where some of the top financial people in the world, before they were Christians, the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, before he was a Christian and he wrote that book, he's got a whole chapter on giving. He says rich people know how to give, not even knowing the principles and the laws that are in God's book about giving. Give and press down, shaken together, shall it be given back unto you. Amen. So these are laws of God. And you get these principles and these laws for you. You get them. And another one is, you shall have whatsoever you say. These laws are so powerful that they're keeping believers from receiving what God has. They're keeping them. They're shrinking their nets. They're shrinking their cups. They're shrinking their pipes. I never were cursed. We can't. Honey, you kids will never do this. You always get sick. We always get the flu. You always do this. Our curses, we've been, we've never had anybody educated. We can't. We won't. We champions don't talk like that. And those are spiritual laws that you're putting out there. And you know what they are? Choices. And wondering, where's God's goodness for me. And blaming him. Christians bitter sitting in church. Bitter year after year. Blaming God. Where's my goodness? And he gave you a pipe. Not a pipe. He gave, he gave you faith. Amen? He gave you a choice. And his goodness is there for you. Some of these laws, you've heard me say this, I see some familiar faces here, still going on today from biblical times. I preach where David and Goliath fought, right where they fought. And the Lord said, you want to know why David and Goliath is the most popular story in the Bible to the world? Notice he didn't say church, he said to the world. Because of spiritual laws that David put into existence. And he never canceled him. And I thought, what? And so I, I go back and I read it and it says, and David said, I'm going to smite you. Cut your head off. Feed you to the birds. And then he said this. 
And the whole earth shall know that there's a God in Israel. That was the last thing David said. And he never canceled it out. What's he talking about? He, by faith, spoke it. In other words, your mountain needs to hear your voice. Because nobody else has your voice. It's a, it's a fact. It's like a thumbprint. is your natural identity. Your voice is your spiritual identity. And your mountain doesn't need to hear your pastor's voice. It needs to hear your voice. And that's why David went at it. Speaking these laws that were given to him. To use. So it would increase his capacity to receive. Did he receive? He became from a shepherd to a king. He received what God had for him. And God has and wants you to live like kings. It's blessings for you. We found out that there's something smaller than the atom. 1994, they found it. Our top scientists, they called it the quarks, Q-U-A-R-K-S. And they said, well, we've got to take this all around the world to find out what it is. It looked like rubber bands. They came back and said it could only be one thing. Everything that's made, these chairs, everything that you can touch or see, our top scientists in the world said, they're sound waves. Everything's sound waves. Remember what did God, how did he create? And God said. And God said. Now why, why did you all of a sudden turn it, Chip, to, to words and sound waves? Because they're choices you have. And God is giving you these laws to live by. So he's giving you these. He's giving you that voice that you have. And as long as you have a voice, you have a choice. Did y'all hear that? As long as you have a voice, you have a choice to choose. And I don't know about you, but 2018, I choose life. And I choose it more abundantly. Not just for my Lord, but what you want to do through me. God, everything and all this goodness is not just for me, but whatever you want me to do and be with it. You want me to... I love... I love paying off other people. I love getting other people out of debt. That's fun. You ever done that? That's fun. Why, why, why aren't we hearing more testimonies on that? I love buying another person a car. Brand new. Pick it out, man. Don't hold back. I love it. I love buying other people homes. I love sending missionaries out on the fields. First class. I love building churches and giving into that. See the heart of it? That's what God needs of his people. Amen? Not lacking, not hurting, not bitter, not wondering, year after year, and not even knowing he's a good God. Everybody say God is good. Praise God. Now, I always say it like this. I'm ending it up right here. Shut the book. But I have a friend who had an experience and he wrote a book on it. Jesse Duplantis is his name. And he had went to heaven. And he came back. And God allowed him and showed him some things. 
And he said, when I was up there, the last thing that I heard from God was this. He said, my saddest moment has not yet come. Now that kind of shocked Jesse for God to say my saddest moment. Well, Jesse thought it had to be when Jesus died on the cross and took all of those stripes and, you know, the nails and, and, and went to hell and all of that stuff. He goes, oh no, that pleased me. God said, that pleased me. Now why in the world would that please God? Now you're going to have to think like God thinks. Now his thoughts are higher. Because he knew the outcome of it. Are y'all with me or not? He knew the outcome of it. He knew that because of what he was going to do, it was going to be what? He was going to end up at the right hand of the Father, and you and I would have a choice to go to heaven. So he knew that. He said, no, my saddest moment hasn't come. Are y'all ready? Because it involves you. He said, for it will be the day of judgment. And on that day, there will be those whose names are either in the book of life or they're not. They're in there because of a choice they made. I never imposed on anybody's will and never would. When I made and created man, I said choose life or death. And I just didn't tell him to choose life or death. I told him to choose blessings. And not cursings. I never chose one Christian to live in cursings. I never chose one Christian to live in poverty. Or to live in sickness. Never chose it. I chose them more importantly over everything. So they could live eternally with me in heaven. And not hell. And he said. So. Jesse started talking to him more and he said, well, Lord, who's there and who's not there? And he said, I never knew them. The ones who weren't there, I never knew them. I never knew them. Never had a relationship. Didn't know them. They didn't know me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, I thank you for this revelation that you showed us on how good you are. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I'm so thankful for your goodness. And I know it's us, Lord, man's capacity to receive. And I know, but you're helping us. And it's not just for our, just, just for our needs, Lord. It's for what plan you have. And I'm so thankful. But God, you have a plan for every man and every woman's life. And that plan is to, Live eternally. And not only that, but abundantly. And Lord, we thank you for that. For the choice. And now I'm going to give them the choice that you gave us. And they'll never have another excuse. Brother Chip, I don't know if my name's written in that book. I want it to be written in that book. But I don't know if it is. I don't know him. I don't have a personal relationship. But I want to choose today. And I want that pipe. And I want that goodness. And I want what God has. for me. And I want that today. And if you want that, and you don't know your name's written in that book, raise your hand and I'll say a prayer with you.